everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Zombie Girls Podcast. Back for another round of chatty goodness are Sarah. Hello. And Jody. Hello. How's everything in your parts of the world? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. So, <laughs> well, let's just get right to it then, okay? <laughs> it's going to be one of those kinds of days. Today we're going to be reviewing the film He Never Died, starring one Henry Rollins. Now, this was a Sarah recommendation. What made you decide we, you wanted to cover yes, it this, was. Sarah? I absolutely adore Henry Rollins. Mm. He is adorable. Okay. Well, that's a perfectly <laughs> legitimate reason. <laughs> but before we get into our, like, Henry Rollins love fest, I'd love to know what you guys have been watching. So, Sarah, you first. What have you been watching? Oh, uh, well, I took one for the team. And I watched Contraction, Contracted Phase 2. Oh, no. Which uh, basically tries to set Riley up as the hero. Even though he's a weaselly stalker boy, but nice yeah, he like okay apparently Cuban. apparently he like lives with his grandma and takes care of her, and he works as a uh, drug rehab counselor, and you know he's just such a nice guy, and it kind of twists uh, contracted on its head because uh, was what's his name BJ the the killer mm-hmm. the the uh, guy patient zero. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know how how in the very yeah in the very beginning when he's washing out like a test tube or something and you see the word abandoned tattooed on his finger, mm-hmm. well apparently that's like he's like a religious fanatic who is is cleansing the city with his virus and and what? Uh, apparently they're they're making a phase three because at the end of it Riley ends up or no B J actually ends up being a, a victim of his own circumstance and ends up being with. And I actually think it might be the same the same older doctor guy in the first one, mm-hmm. but he ends up you it ends with him strapped down to a table, and the doctor has the word abandoned on his on on tattooed on his <laughs> his <laughs> finger, so you know it's like yeah, yeah, like uh whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, but the the best part of the movie, and it is and honestly, if you watch the credits, you get the whole song is. Riley's has a sister who's pregnant and married to a doctor and she's kind of a bitch and um, <laughs> but appara- apparently her and her and the character Alice from the first one were really good friends so she hosts this memorial for Alice which is basically like you know for people her to go oh you threw such a nice memorial mm. and um but this guy sings a song that he wrote for Alice and it's like this acoustic breathy you know he's like Alice you're now in the palace. You drink from the chalice. You know, it's just like, oh, this is so horrible. But I think, I think if you've ever been to a memorial, you have been to a memorial with that guy, yeah. right? <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. So, so seriously, it's on Netflix. Go to the credit. Just go to the credits and, and just listen to that song because it is, it is the funniest thing in, in the world. But mm. other than that, the, the rest of the movie is just kind of like, eh, we've been here before. I'll put it at the end of this episode so everyone can experience it. Okay. <laughs> Without polluting their, like, Netflix uh, streaming algorithm. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Do you get the same kind of like um, body horror, like gross out body stuff that we got in the first movie? Is it more of the same or is it yeah, not good? There's, there's, yeah, there's grossed out body stuff, but it's like, okay, at first the disease had to spread by sexual intercourse, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now the disease is like, apparently, apparently in Riley, it's become like exacerbated, I guess would be the, the word, where mm-hmm. like he takes a swig of, of whiskey that his grandma offers him and she ends up getting the virus. Oh, and, huh. you know... He kisses a girl at a bar, and she gets the virus. And Ooh. you know, it's just, it, it becomes more of a zombie film, I guess, than a yeah. uh, body horror. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, more of an infected film than a body horror. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll skip that one. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, let's see. Another one I saw was a. It was actually I actually just just read it and was like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. I didn't realize it's like extended episode of Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's called Bunks. And it's about two brothers that are supposed to go to military camp, and they trick these two other guys with, to switch with them. So they end up as camp counselors at a at a summer camp, and they don't tell ghost stories at the summer camp because of something that that happened, you know, years and years ago. And it turns out that like in like the 70s, when the camp was there, there was a counselor who who had fallen down and and hurt himself really bad, and so they're out in the middle of nowhere and they're trying to to uh, get this guy medical attention and they come across a vet clinic while the vet's favorite dog has died and he's turned the dog into a into a zombie but you know he's controlled by like a radio caller and so like frankenweenie yeah a a little a little bit like if it was like set in a in a summer camp but yeah i mean it's 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 pretty funny and they realize that that they have a patient again patient zero and they can possibly cure the zombie virus and it i mean honestly if it's one of if you're like babysitting somebody and and you want to you know watch a horror film it's it's fun it's it's a comedy it's actually pretty decent not gory but like i said it's like watching a a episode of goosebumps like an extended episode of goosebumps but i had Mm -hmm. a lot of fun watching it so i recommend it Mm -hmm. and let's see what was the other one i watched oh stung stung which is also on netflix yeah. yeah, that originally caught my attention because, uh, like, I kept reading where people were like leaving the theater and like throwing up, and they were just so grossed out by it. And I was like, "All right, this is really cool." And yeah. I can see where they get grossed out by it because there's a lot of like gooey, sticky ickiness. Mm. But uh, yeah, mm. I mean, it, yeah. So that one was a lot of fun, especially if you're into like uh, stuff like I am. You know, nature run amok. Okay, I recommend cool. that one too. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. I'm writing it down too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oops. You can hear my keyboard. Sorry. <laughs> There's um a movie coming out next month called Bite that I think maybe we should cover. Like someone goes Ooh. to Costa Rica and gets bit by yeah. some sort of bug and starts like transforming. And it's supposed to be like super <laughs> gross body horror. So we might want to think about it. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> that sounds maybe spidery. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh. But there is like this bug. And again, this is two episodes in a row. I'm talking about Costa Rica. There is a bug there that actually kills like more people than like spider bites or anything like that. Because it, it bites you and then lays eggs in your, in your body, which like gets in people's oh. bloodstreams and causes all kinds of problems. So there's that, too, to look forward to in Costa Rica whenever right. you go. <laughs> cool. 
anything else or are those your your picks for this week that's my picks for this week awesome how about you jody what have you been watching uh yeah not too much a couple of movies i saw this movie called in fear which um, had been getting quite a lot of buzz, but I, I was actually kind of disappointed with it. It's it's quite, I mean, I guess if you go with the right expectations, it'll probably be okay. It's these two people on their way to um, a music festival. Uh, I think they very recently started dating, like just maybe a couple of weeks prior. And the, the boyfriend is like, oh, uh, we're not going right there. I've, um, I was going to surprise you, but um, I've booked us into a hotel for the evening. Like, is that weird? Is that okay? And she's like, oh, it's kind of weird, I guess. But okay, yeah, whatever. We're already on our way there. But then they get lost, like, driving around, like, in the countryside. And then, is there something up with him? Or are people fucking with them? Or is there something up with her? It's kind of unclear. But it's um, it's, it's kind of atmospheric and kind of creepy. And everyone's kind of, like, been in the car arguing, you know, like, about getting lost or whatever before. And especially with someone that you don't really know very well. So that, that's, that's kind of kind of interesting, I guess. A, a very, very mild recommend, I think. I saw this other movie in the cinema recently. I think in the UK it's called Disorder. I think it's called Maryland in, in the States, maybe. And it's, um, I don't know if it's French or Belgian. It's got that actor, Matthias Schoenartz, who's a uh, Belgian actor who's been in stuff. He's very handsome. But he, he plays like a, uh, <laughs> he plays like an ex-military guy who's got PTSD and he's working as a, as like a security guard and he's protecting the family of, uh, I, I didn't get exactly what he did, like a politician or something or uh, some guy who works in a big company or something who's gone away. So he's protecting the family and then they get targeted by home invasion type setup but then he's he's like all weird and he's all paranoid for the whole movie and he's kind of got like a weird hearing thing where he's like oh did i just hear a noise or did i not and uh, you know he's kind of got like a ringing in his ears it's, it's, it's pretty good pretty uh tense kind of edgy, edge of your seat kind of stuff um so i'd recommend that awesome there's a cinema in bristol i've probably mentioned a couple of times called the watershed and they show a lot of old movies and they showed a couple of weeks ago bride of frankenstein on oh. the big screen which was so cool Ooh, nice and, yeah and what was really neat was um, there was a little kid about, I don't know, maybe six or seven years old, sat watching with his mum. And they, they were kind of chatting most of the way through the movie, but he was asking questions about the movie. And it was so cute because he's going, oh, who's that guy? What's she doing? What's happening now? And it was really sweet because then the mum talking him through the movie. Aww. And, uh, and the, it was really cute. And then there was an old lady sat a few seats away. And when the, the lights came up at the end, she's, she asked him, did you like it? And he went, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. And I thought that was just so cute. I was just Aww. watching him most of the time going, Aww. Now, when he's our age and he's got his own podcast and they, you know, talk about what <laughs> what movies did you, what got you into horror. And then he'll say, oh, my mum took me to see Bride of Frankenstein when I was six. And it was really cool. And I just thought, oh, mate, yeah, you're you're on the right track <laughs> for you. <laughs> the only other thing, the only other thing really is we've been, I didn't think this would happen, but we got back onto The Walking Dead. Oh. And watching, we're still catching up. We're in season four. We started watching, you know, we, we liked the pilot episode, but then season one was really not doing it for us at all. Mm -hmm. and, and we fell off pretty quickly. And then uh, a lot of, like, it was getting really mixed reviews for a long time, so we didn't get back on it. But then people were saying, actually, season three gets really, really good. And we're like, oh, really? Well, I don't know. And we kind of watched this little five-minute catch-up thing on YouTube of season two. And, uh, like, it doesn't look like a lot really happens in season no. two. Um, then season three, yeah. I don't know if you guys are, like, fully up to date or what, but season three is the, the prison season. Mm, yep. Um, mm -hmm. And then, so we're in season four, mm -hmm. so I don't want to say too much, but like, there's just been like a, an illness thing, which I think uh, is wrapped up now. In, yeah. Uh, and now, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're about maybe a third, third of the way through the season. And so far, so good. I don't know if it tails off again or what, but. It's up and down. Yeah. It's up and down. Okay. Right. <laughs> Do you think season four is a, a good season or a bad one? Or like, does it get better again if it goes bad or what? I mean, I think every season is a mixed bag. Like there are good moments and bad moments. And okay. like, there's some stuff with with Rick in season four that's really annoying, um, but there's also some really brutal stuff that's awesome. 
It's it's one of those shows that is both rewarding and punishing. Okay. <laughs> and Rick does something as a result of the illness that irrit- like it just solidified in my hatred of him. <laughs> okay. I don't know what, what camp you're in, if you're pro-Rick or anti-Rick, but I'm very much well, on the record for being anti-Rick. Yeah, not really. I, I'm wondering if there's some maybe character development we missed out on in season two, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a fan of him. I guess, but it, I don't know because because in the season three they welcome all these new people to the prison, and I was like, yeah, those guys aren't gonna last very long. And now like, they're all dead. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, any unnamed character. Yeah, not gonna. Last. A friend of mine. A friend of mine used to call. Well, it started when we were playing a, a vampire the masquerade. He had this character named Dorito, and he used to just make, he used to run a fighting ring, and he'd make vampires specifically for the fighting ring. And so his philosophy was, crunch all you want, we'll make more. And so that's what we used to, that's what we call characters that just show up to (laughs) die, is Doritos. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, stay for Carol. Carol is, she's great. Okay. I, don't okay, know. I cool. can't remember where she is in terms of character development at this point. I mean, I guess it's post the farm, so she's had her big. Right. But yeah. there's stuff that she does. I think it's actually the opening for the next season where she does okay. something incredibly badass. She does something. Okay. Yeah, there's actually, there's a lot of good Carol. Stay with it. Stay with it for Carol. Stay, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm remembering think, like, her so... journey between now and, and where okay. you are. And she does some great right. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not been a lot. Cause I, I remember from season one, uh, just she doesn't seem to be much of a of a character. I gather there's been a lot of growth since. Um, but then, she, she's been teaching all the little kids how to use knives and stuff in the like. Mm. Oh, this is story time. And secretly, it's like knife time. It's beginning. Um, okay. <laughs> the the yeah, transformation of Carol begins. <laughs> mm, intriguing. Okay. Well, that's that, that's enough to stick for me to stick with it because she's probably at this point the most interesting character. I think. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Cool, and that's, yeah, that's kind of it. All right, cool. Well, I've been watching a few movies. I'll kind of run through them quickly. The first thing I watched was, it's a new horror anthology called Holidays. Have you, either of you guys heard of this? No. It is... I actually just added it to my, to my list. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, I'll give you my thoughts on it. So it's a bunch of directors who have done things that I enjoyed. Like, probably the most famous one is Kevin Smith. And frankly, I didn't really like his section. But that's... <laughs> but, like, the director of Starry Eyes does something. The director of The Pact does something. The director of Dark Skies does something. And they're all... All the segments are built around uh, holidays. Some of them really mm-hmm. directly, like, focusing on, like, pagan folklore. Um, other ones that are a little more loose like the events take place on the the day as opposed to necessarily being directly connected to the holiday um mm-hmm. and then there's kevin smith's is just sort of a play on the name halloween it's called hollow ian and i'll let you figure out okay. what it's all about <laughs> but um so it you know like like any anthology it's a bit of a mixed bag there are some that are not so great but there are a handful that are actually pretty pretty good there's some really mm-hmm. fun ones the last one in particular i think is my favorite new year's that one's really good the easter one is super fucking weird so is the <laughs> saint patrick's day one I, I mean it's not maybe to the level of something like vhs2 or even southbound which is another recent anthology that i really liked but there's enough here and they're because there's a bunch of them they're really kind of short that it, it keeps a good pace and it's kind of fun to see mm-hmm like unique takes on the holidays there's one father's day that i wish there was more it actually is really good 
And I wish that it's something I wouldn't mind seeing expanded into like a longer form, not like a full feature film, but like maybe like a 15 minute, like full short. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I would say I would recommend Holidays, uh, especially if you're a fan of anthology films. The next movie I watched is a movie called The Dead Room. Have you guys heard of this? Nope. No. Um, it's a haunted house movie from New Zealand. It's based on like, I guess, an urban legend there. There's uh, ghost investigators that go into this house. They've been hired by an insurance company to find out if this house that these people have like vacated and i guess they want their money back on is actually haunted and like one of them is a psychic girl and then there's like the two like dedicated scientists and like surprise surprise the house is haunted (laughs) it is it's it's a solid haunted house film it doesn't necessarily blow away all the the sort of genre constraints like it's pretty formulaic it has kind of an interesting twist on the end that is unique but if you are looking for a perfectly serviceable uh, haunted house movie, The Dead Room is is it's good. The characters are likable, well acted, pretty creepy, and and fairly unique. So soft recommend for Dead Room. Um, mm. I also saw The Boy. Have either of you guys seen this? No. Okay, uh, again. Which which one? The yeah. the one with Maggie from The Walking Dead? Yes. Okay. That's the one. I haven't watched the other one. I've heard it was good. A friend of mine recommended the other one, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm worried there's animal violence in the other one, so I haven't watched that one. Because it's like a baby serial killer, and they always kill animals, right? So that's why. Maybe, <laughs> yep. you, maybe you watch it, and you tell me how intense the animal violence is. Okay. But, okay, so this is the one with Maggie from The Walking Dead, where she has been hired to babysit for this rich, reclusive family. And when she gets there, she finds out she's actually going to be taking care of a doll that looks like their their child. Uh, with the super douche-tastic name of Brahms. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, a very strict set of rules that she has to follow, and if she breaks the rules, there'll be consequences or whatever. So, I mean, here's the deal. If you're... uh, Go in with low expectations, and you will be entertained. (laughs) That's... I went into it, like, the the idea was so goofy and unique that I kind of was like I, I I was curious I wanted to see it I had very low expectations I had recently seen The Forest which I talked about on the last episode so like rock bottom expectations and I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I benefited from it because I actually had a pretty good time with this movie uh, it's uh, the, the actress who who everyone knows is Maggie from The Walking Dead whose name is Lauren Cohen Aha! it's good to keep the IMDb open um <laughs> She she is a she's a, she does everything she possibly can with this role. Basically, she's kind of on the run from uh, an abusive relationship that like factors largely into her character motivation for why she eventually does get attached to the doll. But that having that basis kind of allows you to be like, okay, sure, maybe in this scenario she would actually stay and take care of the doll. So they they deal with the logic there. It, it, you pull a thread and this fucking thing falls apart. But um, it's actually, like, kind of fun. Like, this is exactly the sort of horror movie that you find on a Sunday afternoon on TV. And you're like, that was good. I liked that. That was fun. It has Mm -hmm. kind of a cool ending. Because there's sort of like, is the doll alive? Is the doll not alive? And it's more complicated than you think. I will just say that. (laughs) Um, it's, It's, yeah, with low expectations and a willingness to just kind of, like, accept it for what it is, I would recommend The Boy. Better than expected. The last thing I'm going to talk about is I saw a movie called Baskin. Have either of you guys seen this? No. Name no. for some reason. Well, it's a Turkish horror movie, and it sort of stands out because Turkey 
they don't do a lot of genre film there apparently this is like a rare mm. horror film they're calling it the turkish hellraiser yeah. yeah so it's about these cops who are kind of crooked in a way like the, it opens with them in this restaurant telling like horrible stories of they just they're like scummy scummy cops and one of them is like a, a sort of a rookie who's under the wing of the the sergeant in charge of them and they get a call from this part of the city i guess or this location in the city that has a really bad reputation it was a police station up until the end of the ottoman empire which is so weird because and maybe this is just like my americanness like to me ottoman empire is old timey right but i looked it up and it actually <laughs> lasted up until the early 1900s so um, so I learned some history from this at the very mm. least. <laughs> so <laughs> so it there's almost like an occult sort of situation in its its reputation and they get a call to go there who from another police officer who's like in distress. And when they get there as they enter it like right away shit is not good. They they find like a pile of eyeballs and uh you know that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's usually what I like no, take no. a few steps back and call for backup. That I mean but that's me, you know. I would not be good at a horror movie, so what are you going to do? <laughs> and as they sort of go deeper into this place, like the horrors just sort of add upon each other. It's very gruesome, very bloody, and the final act is so batshit. Uh I don't want to say things to spoil it. I, uh, there's some visual things in this movie that are really beautiful. Like the lighting, the way the lighting is, like it's backlit with blue and frontlit with red. So you have sort of this like juxtaposition of foreground and background that's very sort of uh, Bava-esque. The art department like really went over over the top with sort of the, with the art, uh, you know, the art direction in this movie. And there is a, a character that shows up at uh, some point that I, I'm still unsure if this was the person as they are or if there is some sort of prosthetics happening but he is really creepy let me just describe one thing that happens in the movie and this is kind of a spoiler but i feel like this is really going to determine whether or not you want to see this movie so if you guys want to plug yours that's fine but there's a part where a man who's had his eyes removed is forced to have sex with a woman wearing a goat mask and then he dies and a spider crawls out of his mouth <laughs> does that speak to you because if so baskin is your movie awesome sounds like a party <laughs> sounds like a wednesday night right <laughs> but yep. so so yeah baskin it's very interesting i would like for someone who's smarter than me to see it and explain it to me because i don't understand the ending at all but i feel like maybe i missed maybe there's like some cultural stuff there that like maybe it's based on some sort of mythology that i'm not familiar with i don't know there's like a lot of stuff with frogs i'm like what's with the frogs but yeah so baskin that's and that is what i've been watching <laughs> it's been an interesting cool. couple of weeks <laughs> awesome okay so should we talk about he never died yes Sarah, would you do the synopsis for us? He Never Died, starring Henry Rollins. Yeah. Uh, director is Jason Krosky. I was thinking Krosick. Krosick? Krosick. I think it's Krosick. <laughs> America. Uh, <laughs> uh, synopsis. Henry Rollins is Jack, a mysterious, socially awkward loner with a thirst for blood and some serious anger issues. When the daughter he never knew existed is kidnapped by a crime syndicate, he has to come out of retirement to save her. Well, really, he just wants them to leave him alone, but he'll save her too. (laughs) Awesome. So this was your recommendation, Sarah. What did you think of He Never Died? Yes. Oh, I loved it. 
I loved it. I thought it was great. I, the, the humor in it's, in it's pretty dry, but it's... From things I've heard about Henry Rollins, this is kind of like... I don't think he was acting. <laughs> <laughs> that he's kind of like that socially awkward, but... Yeah, I mean, I I love this movie. It, it's, I thought it was funny. I it's violent. It's gory. You know, um, yeah, it, it worked for me. Awesome. How about you, Jody? What did you think? Um, I don't think I love this movie. Um, for me, I, I found it a little slow. To be, I, I don't know a lot about Henry Rollins. I didn't have a lot of Henry Henry. Easy for me to say Henry Rollins baggage going into this. Hmm. So it it didn't it didn't maybe speak to me as much as it as it might have otherwise if I maybe knew a bit more about him. I, I thought it was funny and I thought his uh, his character sometimes I found him really interesting and other times I didn't. I felt for me it it dragged on a little bit in some of the slower parts. I, I liked all the bits with him and the girl. Uh, I thought they had uh, they had some cool chemistry. I thought she was a good character. What was a little distracting is uh, a lot of the actors and actresses uh, looked like poor man's versions of other people. Like the the waitress was uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the waitress was Laura Dern, and mm-hmm. the uh, the daughter was mm-hmm. Catherine Isabel, and um, the uh, the medical intern guy was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So <laughs> I, was, I was going, oh yeah, these are like <laughs> diet versions of, of the main people. But oh, um, but I thought it was it was parts of it I felt were nice, you know, like so, um, the the conversations were nice, and I thought the the, the humor was was nice. I just don't know how really interested I was in the in the story that much. Well, okay. I was gonna say, am I, am I alone? It sounds like I might be alone. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm with Sarah on this. I loved this movie. I, I But I think the difference is, I love Henry Rollins. So to right. me, those moments were not slow. Like, he, to me, has so much charisma in those slow moments that I never was bored. And I think that okay. may be the crux of, of the difference. But I... I thought this movie was very funny. Uh, his delivery is sort of... It, it's not even that he didn't understand social cues so much as he just did not give a fuck about them. And he's mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. matter-of-fact from, as we learn later in the movie, just like a millennium of lifetime that he right. he is like transcended social, I don't know, niceties. Like he, he, he is so matter-of-fact. Yeah. And like you said, maybe it's because he's not acting. Those moments that were just <laughs> wonderfully dry totally landed for me. And I found what and who he was, the mystery of that, super compelling. And so the central mystery was interesting to me. Like, actually, the plot was less important to me than than the character himself. Like, I, I want a series of these movies. I really like him, and I want to see more of him. The parts with his daughter, I would that I did really like. I wish there was more of it, because, I, like you, mm-hmm. I think the chemistry there was really fun. And sort of having him juxtapose against her gave him this sort of fish-out-of-water you know that that was funny it was it like it added to the humor like it basically whenever he interacting with someone he's so totally matter of fact and honest about what he's saying that it's like he's so easily misinterpreted by the people around him uh Mm -hmm. but as the audience we're like a little bit ahead of the characters so it 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 becomes really funny yeah Um, it was funny also to see the, the i mean as someone who plays grand theft auto it was funny to see like the creepy character from Grand Theft Auto Five is the villain. I kept just thinking right. of Walter. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, I absolutely loved this movie. I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. And I like how misleading the marketing is around it a little bit. So much of it is about understanding what what kind of monster or who he is, and all of the the marketing, like the posters, all of that stuff, leads you down one path. But ultimately, it's a it's a fake out, which I I liked. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, like like when he when he first wakes up when he first wakes up and he's stands up and you see the the scars on his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you think it's you think it's gonna be something else. Right. Okay. Well, so let's just put it out here. We're gonna spoil this movie. Heard our opinions about it. If you think you want to go back and watch it unsullied, pause the podcast, go watch it now because the spoilers are beginning. Okay. Spoilers. Go for it. So what appears to be, I think you're supposed to believe are angel wing scars. Like if you've watched anything else, um, (laughs) ultimately, (laughs) I mean, that's meant to be the mark of Cain, right? I think so. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm remembering my biblical mythology, yes, I, I think that's what it's, what it's meant to be. Yeah. Which is such a good fake out. You think yeah. you're, you think as the audience you're so smart and you're so ahead of the movie, but no, yeah. gotcha. you're like I know what this is. Yeah, I I think maybe this might have worked better as like a Netflix original series or something. Um, mm. Getting to know this character a bit more and just seeing you know little standalone things that he gets involved with along the way and different scrapes he gets into and different maybe not so much a crime fighting but but maybe that way like along the along the Daredevil Jessica Jones lines mm. maybe with those interactions with his daughter. Yeah, I just feel like maybe like the as you said the plot was kind of secondary, which maybe just made me feel like it was dragging a bit more than it needed to, and, and the bits in between well, I, I quite liked. Well, uh, actually, Jody, um, apparently according to the Wikipedia page, anyway, they are shopping around a <gasps> He Never Died miniseries. Yes! Really? Yes! Yeah. Okay. I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's actually quite interesting to me. I, I, I think I'd be on board with that. I think probably one of my favorite parts, though, is like the very end where the waitress comes back and she's like, help me save your daughter. And she's like, what is more important than saving your daughter? And he's like, he looks back at Alex and he's like, <laughs> nothing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just goes, he just looks so deflated that he has to go save his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean... It subverts, like, your expectations of, like, an anti-hero. Isn't that the... When you meet your child, isn't that supposed to be the thing that breaks through the crusty exterior of the most dark and damaged? <laughs> no, I mean, like, he is what he is. And what he is has been shaped by, you know, thousands and thousands of years. And it, I don't know. I I, yeah. I kind of well, like that like, it didn't pull I, that. I just like how it, it wasn't, like, um, oh, I don't let people get so close to me because I'm so broken and I'm so like being really emo about it. He's just like, you know what? I'm just done with people, I guess. Like, oh, I kind of like this waitress, so I'll go back to this diner over and over, but not really being very bothered to interact with any other people if he doesn't have to. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I can relate to a lot of the things he was saying. Like when um, she goes, oh, so what do you want to do today? And he's just lying on the bed and he's like, well, I'm doing what I want to do for the rest of the day. I'm already, I'm already doing it. I'm like, yeah, man, I've been there. <laughs> Bingo. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest parts to me is actually when he gets the phone call from, I guess, an ex-lover, the mother of <laughs> his daughter. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh, I hate I you. Hate you. <laughs> How'd you get this number? I hate you. <laughs> Don't call me again. Yeah. And it never sort of progresses beyond that in a way that is very satisfying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a miniseries would be great. I feel like there's so much story there that could be mined. Someone who has lived his life the way that he has, there must be like a trail of fucked up stuff bubbling, waiting to like happen to him. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. When, yeah. Like when she was like, when the waitress was like, so tell me about the civil war. And he's like, uh, I was in China. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when he does the rundown of all the jobs that he's had and they just keep going and going yeah. and going. Oh, and then I was in the military for a long time. Oh, and then I was a deep sea diver. Oh, and then I was prison. Prison, prison took up a lot of time. Prison, yeah. 
<laughs> it's great, great stuff. I, I mean, this is this is how I want my biblical horror to be. You know what I mean? There is some sort of um, at the end when he sort of has the the devil or whatever shows. I'm assuming that's the guy with the goatee is right. He's the devil. Uh, I I think so. I thought he was death or or something along those oh, lines. Because death. Yeah, I think well, the, you're right. This is one of the things that confused me because nobody else can see him, but in the diner, the daughter sees him. And then when she's kind of chatting with the waitress, he's like looking at her back. So I wondered what that was. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know what that meant. I, 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 think, he, that I think he I think he was looking to see if she had this this the same mark or something. Yeah, that's, that's, or that's what something. I think, yeah. yeah. Is it like a, the so, sins of the yeah. father kind of situation where the daughter can see yeah. because like yeah. the one thing he can't do is die. His mm. punishment is like will not come. And that's sort of that conversation at the end about, like, so many people have done terrible things. Why is this one thing that I've done deserve yeah. this level of punishment? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why the daughter... For say, Habal, that asshole! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, did the, the... I can't remember if the waitress in the diner saw him or not, but... I, I don't think so. Okay, so just the daughter. I think so, yeah, just the... Okay, so... Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're trying to say? I don't know, does it legitimize her as a daughter? Or, I don't know. I d- I don't know, because then at the very end when he says to, I can't remember the guy's name, the crime boss guy, he's like, oh, one day you'll see him and then you'll you'll know who he is or something. And then, does he see him right away? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so he's yeah. He's dying, right? Isn't that sort of the idea that, like, he's yeah. dying? Hmm, yeah, I think okay. that's what it is, 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 is that thing is death and it comes to, it's coming down to mock him because, you know, and when he says, you know, really, you're, you're coming for, for this guy? And I think it's because he's trying to, he's trying to end his torture. Because that's what Jack wants to do is Jack wants to torture Alex, right. and you know death has come to to end his torture. So is that he's also like part of his, He's like you know part, part God's going to intervene for for this person. But was that also meant to be part of his punishment as well? Be like seeing death coming for other people, but never him. Yeah. So just doing it kind of in front of him, maybe to taunt him. I think so. I mean, I think yeah. so. I mean, obviously, this guy like Jack wants to die. He has he's barely living. He's just maintain trying to maintain his bloodlust, basically, and to have that kind of struggle for thousands of years, like God. Of course, he just he's just blocking off time with things like bingo, which is so fucking funny. Him with his bingo. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I mean, can, yeah. the idea of Henry Rollins and like just playing bingo every day is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that I, was cute. The waitress is like, "You play bingo?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> he's just sort of the epitome of like not fucking trying you know what i mean like he's not mm, even mm. zero fucks he is he has zero fucks to give and that makes yeah. him yeah. super compelling and super funny um and and i as someone who there's a i i, I can identify with those feelings of being drawn to someone who is a little broken who's a little like like I could, I could see myself in the place of the waitress <laughs> or the daughter who's like trying, like I'm going to draw this person out, but there's like nothing to draw out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I also really enjoyed the, his interaction with the person who ultimately ends up being the villain of the whole thing, who's behind the whole kidnapping and whatever. The interaction when they're fighting at the end, like I feel like that's they land the tone of the movie. There, the writing around that interaction is really, really great. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, someone agree. <laughs> I think I'm probably remembering it more fondly now than I was enjoying it at the time, and maybe that's just because you get to know Jack more as as the movie goes on, which makes me feel like a miniseries would. I, I enjoy spending more time with him as a character. Mm-hmm. It was just that this this 
this movie and this story just wasn't really doing it for me, I guess. I, I think if they do make a miniseries, it might be worth getting a little more Henry Rollins in your life. So that yeah, I mean, all I've really uh, seen him in was uh, the white supremacist rapist guy in Sons of Anarchy. Oh God, so, yeah, no wonder oh, no, 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 no. you have to you have to watch a movie called The Chase. Oh my God, it's a Charlie Sheen <laughs> yeah. movie with with, uh, with the original Buffy, Christy Swanson. Yes, and, okay, yeah. um, and he, play, he plays he plays a yes, and he plays a cop in it, and it is hilarious. Oh my god, it is, it is awesome. favorite part of that movie. He's my favorite Oh yeah, part. definitely, definitely. Because his partner is uh, is Newman from Seinfeld. That's right, that's and they're, right. And they're on this, they're on this uh, wannabe cops episode when they, when they uh, end up encountering Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. Oh, it's great. And it's kind of yeah. like his dream come true. The, the moment has finally happened. He's like in a hot pursuit. And he's so yeah. great. You also, I mean like, just Henry Rollins himself too. Like he's written some amazing sure. books and like he his videos and stuff. He's such a, I don't know. I absolutely love Henry Rollins. I know there's probably terrible things about him. I don't know, so don't tell me. Just well, me you know, him. I <laughs> I I know that I I read an article one time and uh, you know um some some woman was just tearing him apart for like some of his his like older stuff. Well, some of his older writing mm-hmm. comes across as very misogynist mm. and you know very I mean. That's and but but it's like if you if you read it and then you see I don't know I mean like I'm reading it and I'm like okay for for me I can see where he was you know he initially I think in a lot of that writing he initially saw himself as you know how there's that that nice guy that's actually the asshole he's the one that's sitting there going well you know I'm nice to this girl why didn't she why didn't she you right. know why wasn't she into me why is she into that mm-hmm. guy you know I'm nice I. I open doors for girls. I, you know, I, I, I pay on dates. Why, you know, why can't I get laid? And it's like, yeah, but that's, and, and I think it was just more of a, because a lot of it comes from his own journals and stuff. It's it's a snapshot. Yeah. It's a snapshot of who he was at 20, who he Uh, was at 25. They're not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily. I find it very hard to believe Henry Rollin isn't isn't getting laid on the regular if he wants to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and and you know, so it's I mean, you know, this so there was this uh, author talking about how you know Henry Rollins is not a feminist, and we should quit saying you know he's a champion for women's rights. When he was twenty, he wrote he wants to smash this girl in the face, going out with a big musclehead guy, and when he's such a nice guy, and it's like, yeah, I think people feel that way at twenty. People yeah. feel that way at such and such age, and this you know, there's snapshots of who he was then. That's not who he is now. He has progressed and evolved. So, yeah, that stuff's out there. Mm. Okay, somehow I've missed some of that. But I guess ultimately what matters is if he's evolved on it, then I can continue my celebrity crush. And that's really all I need to hear. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, this movie is just so fun. It's, I'm so glad you recommended it, Sarah. Good job. Thank you. All right. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about this movie? Uh, no, I was just trying no? to remember, like, you know, my biblical you know, mythology from school, you know, I'm a dirty heathen like you guys, so I don't know everything about Cain you know, and everything. So I was like, oh, like maybe some of it would have hit home a bit more if I, if I knew or just little things that you notice. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there's I been know. a lot of representation of Cain and I think this is a really unique one. Like, I guess the first one I think about because I am a total masochist, like I continue to watch Supernatural and Cain is a really important character later in the series mm. and I, this is a very different take on him um mm-hmm. and i want to see i want to see more of it 
100%. I hope, I hope it happens. That would just make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. So should we move on? Are we done? That was so quick. I guess when you <laughs> like a movie, just like love a movie, there's not that much to dig into, but just huge recommendations. So I think we can all <laughs> just do it for form's sake. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I think it would, despite my personal reservations about it, I think, I think people should watch it. Yeah. Cool. I definitely would recommend it. All right, cool. So let's move on to really quickly. Let me just um, let's talk about listener feedback. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys thought of He Never Died. Are you in camp, Sarah and Rachel, like, you know, bow down? Or are you in the, no, it was okay, pretty good, <laughs> Camp Jody. And all answers are correct, and we'd love to hear what you think. You can uh, send us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can leave us a voicemail we love voicemail we'll play it on the show uh, at one six seven eight six nine four seven seven five nine if i said that too fast you can find it on our website at zombiegirls.com or you could be really cool and interact with us and get all this information on our facebook page find us on facebook you know you know how to work facebook you're young and cool um <laughs> but we you know we'd love to hear from you guys there so so join us so if you really like the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It's one of the best ways that you can support the show. Like, you know, leave us a rating. Or if you have thoughts, leave us a review. We'd love to hear it. And if you do, we'll read your name on the show. All right, cool. Wait. So let's move on to the Zombie Girls Beginner's Guide now. Jody, this is your baby, so I'm going to let you take it from here. <laughs> cool. Okay, Zombie Girls Beginner's Guide. Um, if, if this is the first time you're tuning in, this is uh, just a little thing where we just talk about some movies that we might not necessarily dedicate a whole show to. We just pick on little themes that may or may not tie into the main theme of the show. And we throw out a bunch of movies. It's usually three movies each that have a certain theme or certain thing in common or certain subgenre or something like that. Uh, so this this time we're looking at uh, horror comedies, which, I mean, we all like horror and we all like comedy, but they don't always... I think it's hard to make them work together. So people are probably always looking for recommends for, you know, good horror comedies that, that work. Again, as as with what happens every single time, I've had a real hard time sort of putting it down. So I, I figured a lot of these, a lot of the, the movies that were in my list, I think probably are quite well known. So I thought I'd, I'd try and pick some that are maybe less well known that might not necessarily be my favourite, but if people are looking for something that they might not have heard of or, you know, um, they've heard recommended, but they're not sure if it's any good, I thought maybe I'd throw those out rather than the big ones, mm. even though the big ones might be, might be you know my favorites the first one probably people have heard of it but but it is my favorite so i'm going to include it anyway which is um brain dead or dead alive nice um it's one of my yeah all-time favorite movies um i remember uh, a science teacher at school recommended it to us when we were about 14 15 and we were like what (laughs) that sounds just nuts insane and um it really is and we we rewatched it recently and it just it just never fails to to tickle me in in that spot so it's it's just great it's very silly just slapstick, you know, amazing, really good. It's probably the grossest, like objectively the grossest movie <laughs> that I've seen. The, the <laughs> I mean, oatmeal face. scene. Oh. Yeah, and just faces being pulled off and uh, it's, it's just great. Like, I'm sure everyone listening to it has seen it already, but if you haven't, what are you doing? Go out and watch uh, Brain Dead, definitely. A second one uh, is quite a recent one, which we've mentioned on the show before a couple of times, is Deathgasm. Actually, that's also from New Zealand. I didn't. Yeah. That's, that's the, not 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 on purpose. <laughs> New, Zealand, New Zealand is doing some good stuff. Um, so that's uh, the kind of metal themed horror comedy movie, and it's just great. Whether you're into metal or not, it's uh, it's super funny. It's also kind of sweet and kind of cute, and uh, just super gory and uh, really 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 fun. The um, 
the dildo fight scene in the bedroom is, is the funniest <laughs> thing I've seen on cinema in a long, long time. And, uh, and if, if, if you're a metal fan too, you'll get an extra little, you know, just little, little nods to, uh, to metal bands and stuff. So that's a high, high, high recommend. And the third one, um, I'm trying to think if we've mentioned it on the show before, we might have. It's an Irish movie called Grabbers. Oh, you guys... yes. Hmm. I haven't yeah, seen that one. Um, it's good. It's, a, it's an Irish horror movie. So naturally... There's a lot of alcohol involved, and one of the plot points is it's, it's like a it's like a it's, it's more of a sci-fi than a horror, I guess. Um, sort of this sea creatures, aliens uh, are attacking this little village, but um, alcohol is poisonous to them, so everyone just gets super drunk, and it's really really funny. Um, I think it's, it's, it, it was on UK Netflix last I checked. It, it may or may not be on US Netflix as well, um, but that's maybe a smaller movie that people might not have heard of. So I would recommend checking that out too. Awesome. And a ton of honorable mentions, but I'll wait until you guys have because I'm sure there's loads that we could that we could that we could mention. Yeah, this is the one where I think I probably have the most backups in case anybody doubled up okay. on them. Um, right. And I'll let Sarah go, but I like what I realized while compiling this <laughs> massive list is that New Zealand makes the best horror comedies. Yeah. Like they're doing it right, aren't they? There's like a handful. I mean, if you were to ask me for like best dramas, there would be zero. Best sci-fi, zero. But you asked me for horror comedies, and like half my list is from New Zealand. So yeah, yeah. you're doing something right down there, man. It must be the, <laughs> the lack of venomous animals. I'm telling you, everybody's, just, everyone's like, "Oh, the mountains are beautiful, and everything is funny and delightful." So <laughs> it's it's all the concussions from rugby. Oh, that's what it <laughs> yeah, that's is. It. <laughs> okay, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, you're you're up next. What what are yours? Okay, yeah, I decided not to go with the the standards because I mean, every I figured. I figured somebody was going to list the Burbs, which is, is a great horror comedy. <laughs> yeah, oh, there we go. Um, so I, I tried to go with stuff that was a little bit more more modern, but I, I did have to throw in The Return of the Living Dead because, nice. well, it's yeah. pretty much my favorite movie of all time. But it's yeah, I you would. it's it's a good horror comedy. You know, but we've already talked about that, so you can listen mm-hmm. to that episode if you want to hear more about it. Because I have a warped sense of humor, and because I am really, really not politically correct. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Poultry Geist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet. You haven't seen Poultry Geist: Night of the no. Chicken Dead? No. Oh. Okay. Well, it's a it's it's a trauma th- it's a trauma film, which means of mm-hmm. course like everybody gets insulted. I mean, you there's it takes place in a American chicken bunker, which is the the Tromaville equivalent of KFC. Mm-hmm. They have the general instead of the colonel. <laughs> they 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 play on names. The main character's name is Arby, which uh, American listeners probably know Arby as as uh, the the home of the of the steak sandwich. Oh, yeah. Um, you have you have Arby. You have uh, the animal loving redneck Carl Jr. And you have uh, they have a fry cook who's a burka who's a, a burka clad Muslim name oh, name Hummus. Oh my god! Hummus, and they keep god. calling her. They keep calling her. Hamas, and then oh there's the uh, there's there's the uh, the the effeminate Mexican Paco Bell. Oh my it's God. a musical, <laughs> and of course, then the, then it also has Arby still in love with his high school sweetheart, who's gone to college and is now a lesbian, and is protesting the uh, American chicken bunker that he works at because, of course, it's built on a uh, uh, Native American burial ground. Oh um, yeah. And she belongs to an organization called CLAM, College Lesbians Against Meat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you have a if you have a warped sense of humor, if you like gross out humor, and I mean gross, this is this is the movie for you. And if you like musicals, uh, 
So that's, that's my that's my second pick. Oh, it is. I, I want to do it for the film, but I think like I, I think I might be banned from Matilda's life forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Number three is actually a series, and that's taught in the book of pure evil. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Actually they're 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 making a movie now. It's in what? it's in production. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to when that comes out. But yeah, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. If you haven't heard, I, know, I think Rachel's talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. You got Todd and his best friend, whose name I, I can't remember right now. But they're high school metalheads. They're kind of losers, and they stumble upon the Book of Pure Evil. And it turns out, like anybody who happens to uh, upon the Book of Pure Evil, which is a book made out of the skin of Satan's scrotum, <laughs> uh, ends up having like you know their wish fulfilled, but in like a very weird way. Like there's a guy who's a peeping tom, and he's and he ends up you know wanting to be invisible. Well, he ends up invisible, and it's like you know what happens what happens to him and how you know Todd and Todd and his best friend and basically their Scooby gang have to. Uh, you know, track down the book of pure evil, and and meanwhile, Todd's principal is oh my um, god, the best. His his father is the head of a satanic cult, and he's you know basically trying to get out of his father's shadow and track down the book of pure evil. And oh, it's it's awesome. It it really it's great. I think it's still on Netflix. It might be. Let me let me oh, check. Man. If um, it is, you gotta see it. It's so you would love it, Jody, because it's like he's like a metalhead. Yeah, and yeah. Like, the whole first episode is about Todd wanting to become like the ultimate metal god, and so he's like all decked yeah. out in corpse paint. It's amazing. It's so good. I no, love... uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not on Netflix oh. anymore. But oh, so good. It's 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 great. It's got like Jason right, Hughes is three. sort of like his like <laughs> spiritual advisor. He's the janitor that's like always offering Todd like <laughs> you know sage advice, weed and <laughs> weed yeah. and sage advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the best is the is the principal. He's my favorite character. He's so fucking funny. Such a good show. <laughs> oh, all right, awesome. Well, then I will. I guess I'll go. Should I go? Is my mm, turn? Yeah, you okay, go. Cool. All right. So my picks are. I already said the burbs. So. We'll slot that in with something else. What we do in the shadows, which I know we've talked about it on the show. I still feel like people are still discovering it. So if you have not watched this, it's about five vampires who are a roommate, like roommate situation. And, you know, the the innate problems of being a vampire in modern day New Zealand. So it's really Do the bloody dishes. I know. It's so fucking funny. It's another, like I said, New Zealand gets it. Like it's the fun, dry humor. But then like these movies also have just like a ton of heart in a way. Like Mm -hmm. there are other movies that are, that can be funny, but they don't necessarily have like, it isn't charming or endearing. You don't fall in love with the characters in the way that I feel like you do with these, a lot of the movies that we're going to talk about. So, but we, what we do in the shadows is one of those movies that like, I love recommending to people because I've never had anyone come back and say anything other than they fucking loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's one, um, night of the creeps is one of my favorites. Have you guys seen, you've seen this, right? Oh, I love that I've movie. I've never seen night of the creeps. No, oh, Joey, oh. you gotta oh, see I know. it. So, no, I, I mean know. like, you gotta see it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. And just like such a fun to like 1950s monster movies and what's the guy's name what's the the 
Um, Tom. Tom. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins yeah. is so amazing in this movie. I, I mean, this was the movie that made me a Tom Atkins fan. I, Jody, your homework between now and the next time, you got to see this. You're going <laughs> to love it. You're going to say thank you. It's so good. So that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Just anyway. And then okay. since we already talked about the Burbs, well, I'm just going to talk about this. The Burbs is my other one. I feel like it's another one that's okay. kind of underseen. It's like this, have you ever seen it, Jody? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know, it's the Joe Dante film where there's like these yeah. new creepy, creepy family that moves in and um, Tom Hanks and his wife, Princess Leia, um, Tom Hanks and the neighborhood <laughs> neighbors all like mm-hmm. think that they, this family is like up to no good and sort of like target them. And it has yeah. uh, Corey Feldman in it as sort of like the cool neighborhood kid that That's like right. is kicking yeah. back watching it. And it, it's kind of fun. It like plays with this idea of like people being bored in suburbia and like how like suspicion can take root. And it's it's just really mm-hmm. funny and fun. Big recommendation for that. Like the alternates that I had are like the obvious ones, like Cabin in the Woods, uh, yeah, Tucker so, and Dale. Mm-hmm. I had Dead Alive yeah, on here, yeah. Zombieland, Slither. Other underseen ones probably are Housebound, also from New Zealand, which is really good if you guys haven't seen that. Mm, I haven't seen that, no. Oh, that's a good one. Definitely yeah? recommend okay. Housebound. Housebound. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I started, I, I got about 10, 15 minutes into it, and then I, I think I was just bored. Stick with it. Stick with it. It's good. Like the mom, yeah. the mom character is really great, and you start off really not liking the main character, but you come around on her, and I think that's where it. Gets. Mm. Did you get to the part where the the cop who's in charge of her ankle bracelet shows up when they no. the first haunt? Okay, that's kind of where the movie takes off. Stay with it until he shows up, okay. and then it's it's all it's all uphill from there. Mm. And okay. then I just we talked about it on the on the most recent episode of the Stream Queens. There's a movie called. 100 Bloody Acres from Australia about two brothers that run like a bone meal company, but they're like using humans in it, and it's pretty funny. Okay. So those are all my million alternates. Like I said, this list is so long! <laughs> yeah. There actually are <laughs> yeah, my decent ones. Yeah, my, my alternates were uh, Blood on the Highway, mm. uh, Dead Before Dawn, Otis, and All Cheerleaders Die. Oh, okay. There's a lot of those I have not seen. I got some homework to do. Too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had Tucker and Dale as well in Cabin in the Woods. And I, I almost went full zombie. I almost went Shaun of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, and um, Brain Dead. But I, I thought maybe, maybe everyone, everyone's seen those. And I, I, I knew Sarah was going to go with Night of the Living Dead anyway. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Um, yeah. Also, um, Piranha 3D uh, is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Zombie Land and American Werewolf. And, uh, yeah, I think that was it. God, I forgot about Prana 3. That was a movie that came, like, I really had no expectations for that blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Again, love the ZGBG. Never get bored of this. I like it because it makes me (laughs) remember movies that I love, you know, that I don't necessarily think Mm -hmm. about all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like I have a little OCD or, actually, that's not true. I wish I had OCD. Then my house would be clean. But, uh, <laughs> like, maybe it's, like, the hoarder in me. Like, I'm like, ooh, I will make a list. Lists are fun. Right, yeah. <laughs> now I have yeah. all these movies on my list. It's good. And it's, it's good to get recommends from you guys as well. Yeah, things I might not have seen. And if, if people want to write in with any suggestions for any, I mean, we've, we've got a list of, of topics to cover off in future episodes. So I'm, I'm sure we'll be adding to that. So if anyone's got any ideas they want to write in, let us know. Or if they have horror comedies that are really good that we need to see that we didn't list. Because I am always in the market for more horror comedies. Yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe we need um, to uh, come up with a category ahead of time and people can write in and we can read theirs out as well. That's a good idea. Should we do that? 
Yeah, Ooh, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So, what, what's going to be our beginner's guide for the next episode, Jody, so that people can play oh, along? Gosh. Okay. Uh, let's see. What about? Well, we mentioned Stephen King earlier. Maybe we should do Stephen King movie adaptations. Awesome. Okay. Alrighty. Very cool. Okay. Cool. So let's let's do our Netflix pick and wrap ups. So for this this week's Netflix pick of the week, it's another one that I just recently watched that um, I thought was actually kind of interesting, and I haven't really heard anybody talk about it. So um, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's very self-involved. I assume that means nobody's watching it, but whatever. Uh, I hadn't heard anything about it, so I was curious. Um, I checked out a movie called Bound to Vengeance. Have either of you guys seen this movie or seen anything about this movie? Oh, I think I've heard of it. No. I kind of was into it because the cover image, like the cover art image was really cool. It's a, like a girl in a hoodie with like blood sort of transparent across, like a bar of blood across her face. It looks, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was like, that That looks like something I would like to know about. So I checked it out, and it's, uh, it's an interesting movie. Okay, so here's the synopsis from uh, Netflix. A kidnapped woman struggles to escape from the basement of a vile sex, uh, sexual predator, determined to turn the tables on him and free his other victims. So basically, the movie opens, this girl has been held captive in this dude's basement, and he showed up, and he's, like, feeding her. Um, and she manages to escape, but in the process, she discovers that he's got, like, these this room full of, like, photos of other women that he's got locked up. And on his key ring, there are numbers that coordinate to each of the, the Polaroid pictures. So she realizes that, like, she's not the only one. There's, like, a whole network of these women that are trapped. And if she kills him or leaves him to die they're going to die because who's going to feed them? Who's going to, you know, find them to set them free. So she decides over the course of the night to take him. She creates this, like this leash with a bar in it so that he is like out in front of her and she can lead him with a, by gun, you know, at gunpoint. So over the course of the night, they go to each of the houses to, in theory, set the women free. But, you know, it's a little more complicated than that. It's very interesting. It's a, it's another movie that not a lot of logic to the plot. You would, if you were in the situation the whole time, you're going to be like, call the cops go to the cops, lock them up, mm-hmm. go get the cops, the cops will get it out of them. They kind of try to justify it with sort of like psychological stuff. Like she feels like that she has to be the one to save these people. So that I'm just going to put that caveat out there because it, if that's, if logical stuff like that is a deal killer for you, this movie's going to drive you crazy. But that aside, <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. unique take on the idea of sort of like this rape revenge. Um, first of all, there's like no on-screen rape. It's all just implied, which is, you know, Nice. Um, nice. Because <laughs> you know me, I'm, I'm over it. And it's sort of just sort of this cat and mouse with him as she goes to each of these houses and sort of she you have an idea of what you would find there and what the response would be and how it would go. And it really subverts that. It's it's not it's a movie that maybe is not the most impactful, but as far as it's it's got a short running time and the entire time it's very compelling and propulsive and entertaining. Definitely like if you're looking for something just sort of weird to say that this would be sort of slight considering the con- like you know sort of the content, but it is just kind of a fun little one off. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Part of the reason I watched it to be honest is because I saw it in the picture cuz you know like on Netflix, it'll scroll through the photos of mm-hmm. it has the main bad guy in it is the villain from Three O'clock High, which I'm guessing Jody, not Jody, uh, Sarah knows what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so it's the bully from Three O'clock High is the is the guy that's like keeping all these girls captive. So I was like, 
I want to see what this guy's up to. <laughs> and I liked it. I, I recommend checking it out. And I would like to know what other people think. I'm probably, everyone's probably going to get back to me and be like, this movie is terrible. But I, I, I liked it and I stand by it. And I, But I'd like to hear what you think of it. So feel free to let us know if you decide to go ahead and check it out. I, Sarah, I feel like you might like this movie. Yeah, I keep scrolling by it, but I'm just like, ugh, Reap Revenge movies. No, thank you. There's no. I, I, I had it. A- I had enough when I, I did I spit on your grave one two and three marathon. Oh my god! <laughs> you would have to clockwork orange me to make me do that. <laughs> but I think you would like this. I mean, it's it's different than it. Okay, this is a much better movie than I'm going to compare it to. But there were things about it that I that reminded me a little bit of early parts of Kill List. Do you remember? Hmm. That, do you remember that movie? Yeah, I, specifically yeah, the I part. Seen that one yet. Oh God, that's a good movie. But specifically, yeah, there's it's... a part where they're following a guy and they realize he's a pedophile who's involved with sex trafficking. And not that this isn't. It's not necessarily exactly the same thing, but tonally, it reminded me a lot of going into this these like dilapidated <laughs> houses. Where like there's basically it's they're basically empty or kind of hoarderish, and then but then there's like a Silence of the Lambs basement situation downstairs, and it's a series of these, and each of the locations is different and almost themed differently, and what you find there is very different. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Definitely interesting. Check it out. Hmm. Like, interesting. Sarah, let me know what you think. You're, I think you're my okay. You're you're my audience for this movie. <laughs> so like, if you tend to like okay. the movies that Sarah likes, I think you're gonna like it. That's I'll just say that. If you're super PC, you're probably not gonna like. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for me. How about you, ladies? No, I think I'm good. All right, I'm well, good. thank you again for spending the day talking to me. You know, I never get sick of your voices. Thank you, everyone out there for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to to listen to us geek out over He Never Died, which was dope. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye. I, feel I don't like know. You, it, it, you should it, start it, your own film company and just, like, call it you know, uh, Trigger Warnings Productions. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, and, uh, my PC card is revoked. Yay! <laughs> Alice. Come drink from the chalice Welcome to your new palace This wondrous place Gone now The curtain is drawn now The rabbit has gone down So come have a taste Alice, you've gone to Wonderland The Cheshire cat is holding your hand Alice, Alice, try as I can Thanks, ladies. I love you. You're the best. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm going to go to bed now, you guys. See you. Good night.